0: Viewpoint 8 to 10 pm, flipping conventional wisdom on its head. Songete on SAFM. We are back. This hashtag African Narrative would be a rather truncated one given the fact that the President participated in the show only because he can and will at any given time he so prefers with yet another family meeting i'm sure if you listen out to the news outlets tomorrow and you just follow social media you know that at least there's some sense of respite but not totally not least of the people who would not be quite as happy as anticipated would be sports fans but as a way to atone for that we're going to engage in something we and i admit we don't engage often enough here is art miss Bongilomo, who's an artist and the curator of yakalinkomo exhibition which this weekend on the 26th of march will be launched at the Javit Art center at the university of pretoria she is now on the line she will be opening this much anticipated yakalinkomo exhibition the first curatorial iteration from her collection Yakalingomo aims to incite inspire and sustain new engagement with the various creative forms that are at the heart of articulating a raw and truthful experience of apartheid. The work covers important artists working in the country between 1960 and 1990. We're talking, of course, between Shopville and the release of former <laughs> president Nelson <laughs> Mandela. The works will be arranged around the concepts of alienation, nostalgia, mobility and spirituality, taking a thematic chronological approach. However, notable touches, or however, a notable touch points such as 1960 Sharpeville massacre and 76 Soweto uprising through to the make South Africa ungovernable and the formation of the UDF in the mid-80s. These are some of the themes that will be covered through art. Traumatic as these events in South African history are. Ms. Lomo is on the line. Ms. Lomo, thank you so much for joining us. Welcome to SFM.
1: Uh, good evening, Song and thank you for having me on the show.
0: What inspired the term Yakalingomo as the name of the exhibition? Uh,
1: because we don't have a lot of time, I'm going to try and summarize. I did not come up with the title. The title came up with a guest curator, Dumedo Musaka. I collected the aspects on behalf of a private client who wanted to give it to the nation through the Jared Art Center at the University of Pretoria. As I got very close to the process of collecting, I felt that it was important to get a neutral voice, but also a young voice to look at what had been collected and to devise a, a curatorial um, story around it. And that's how Yakani came about. With me, it was just buying artworks by black artists during the 20th century. That was my brief.
0: Of course, between 1960 and 1990, we are talking about a very painful time in South Africa and perhaps the art that came out of this period exhibits that pain and that trauma. Do you want to give us some sound bites or aspects of the art that got you very interested or those who will be able to see this exhibition and will come across such artworks, what they will be struck by in terms of some of the artwork that will be on exhibition? Uh,
1: so it's a very difficult thing to ask of a collector, even of a curator, even more of an artist, what to see. This is why uh, the president has done a great job tonight to open the doors of culture. So I urge people to go and see the exhibition themselves now that we don't have all these restrictions. but. In short, most of the work talks to the trauma of the 60s, maybe uh, looking at Monday and the commemoration of Southville, even though there isn't um, like overt artworks about Southville, but this is the period that is covered by the, the, the stories that are, are being told by the artists. And I think what is important to um, realize is that Black artists did not, I mean, Black people, Black students did not have access to art education. So what comes out in this exhibition is what I have called over the years, the will to be by a Black person who has not been given the, 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 wherewithal through education to be able to make art or to th- to choose art as a career. Uh, so a lot of these artists are from the 30s, people like uh, Dade Pemba, Gerafigoto, were learning under some European tutelage and uh, missionary schools, which made them a the pioneers uh, in not in art but in what is termed fine art because we know that art existed long before the Europeans came here we had a, a lot of uh, artifacts that today are being recognized by collecting institutions as fine art like the headdress, the, the staffs, the walking sticks, which goes to say that things that are taken away from the continent, not just above, but the continent, were clear signs that creativity existed long before 1652 or earlier
0: there are those just on that point who would probably want to engage you a little further and that's the question of how how one can make a career out of fine art i mean i'm looking at this exhibition it's going on until january next year and part of what an exhibition is designed to do it is to lure those people with an inclination for art to consider arts fine arts in particular in this context as a career option How would you advise somebody who's flirting with that option as they are listening to you now?
1: With with the opening of opportunities in the education sector, it is now possible for anyone to pursue a a career in art, a career in music, a career in dance and um, theatre. Stuff that during our time, in the 60s, the 70s and the 80s, even in the early 90s, was not open uh, to get access to the universities that had the faculty of fine art. You had to get a ministerial permission to go to study at UCT, to go and study at the University of Natal. The only university that had a faculty of fine art was the University of Berkeley. Okay. So what, what I'm trying to say is that people who come to the exhibition or read about it was, I know that there is going to be quite a lot on, uh, on social media about the exhibition and there are a number of education outreach programs that are going to happen. People who see that, and know that somewhere inside them they have interest in pursuing a visual arts career, they, the opportunities are much open now than they were during the time this exhibition was created. Because this exhibition talks about the pain, but I do say that in the collection, there are moments of jubilation that you see, like, with musicians, a guitar player. Maybe you do not know what song they were playing, was it a sad song, but just to see an artist that depicts a a guitar player and an artist who depicts a newspaper reader it tells you that black artists were not confined to the pain that they were put under by the system of government. So today's young people and older people because some of us went to art school when we we're quite old uh, it, it, there is no stopping them looking at uh, looking at the, the ages of the people who were making art at that time and how old they were uh, against the, the background that they had not been allowed to to even know about artism as a, as a career So it it is possible to to look at the collection, look at how Dumelo as the curator has, as you indicated at your opening remarks, has packaged the period into different aspects of life in the 20th century.
0: Talk about global demand for South African art or works from the country because this one specifically is 100 classical 20th century artworks produced by black artists in South Africa, this of course between the 60s and the 90s. You mentioned the fact that opportunity is greater now than ever before. Are we seeing South Africans in the major and international exhibitions? Where the money really is—that being North America and Europe—and how might they fare there? In other words, who are the contemporary duumilennies of South Africa right now?
1: My area of research was twentieth century, but I am very happy and excited to to say that with the opening of universities to all races, if I can use that word, uh, the the doors have opened and maybe being the new kid on the block in South Africa, there's been a lot of interest in work done by South African artists. I will not be able to um, say who and how many, but what excites me a, a lot with what is happening at the moment, is that um, black women artists are really, really making waves, both nationally and internationally. Um, Maybe if I were to mention one name, I would say Nandi Gambo, who all these women I'm talking about are not part of this exhibition, simply because the research period was 20th century, and all these artists that are making waves have come into the fold uh, beyond beyond 1994, all the way to now, but mostly uh, beyond 99. So I'm excited that there are more women who have claimed a, a space in these the, for a very long time space that was a preserve for white males, white females, black males, and then maybe some black women.
0: There are certainly no maybes here, though. Thank you so much for your time, Ms. Buongidlomo, because it is happening, and it is happening this weekend. Please go to University of Pretoria, the Javit Foundation, in support of artists in the country. The relevant period might be 1960 to 1990, and some hundred works will be on display, and there certainly is something to feast for the eye and engage The finer detail of South Africa's expression, it hasn't always just been political slogans in the trenches of politics, but it has taken on many shapes and forms, and art, not least of them, is one such way of exhibiting, if you like, protest. It's on from this weekend until 15 January 2023, so there's plenty of time to do it. And of course, if you listen to Winston Mangungu, the jazz saxophonist artist, and you Google the or the bellowing bull, you will hear a beautiful rendition of some African music to go with the name that is the theme for this exhibition at the University of Pretoria starting this weekend. Mr. Thank you so much for your time.
1: Thank you so much.